But, you know, it. here's the Larry Sabato tweet. The behavior of a sizable group of Republican legislators tonight was outrageous and disgusting. They're screaming and catcalling that the president was obscene. Free speech, sure. Decorum and courtesy, dead. This was unthinkable when I started watching State of the Union in the 60s. But, you know, you're kind of, the, the tell is there when you're talking about the 60s. If you, you know, any comparison in politics to the 60s is basically irrelevant. Like, wh- why? I mean, you can't even compare politics to, to 20, 2008. That's how much has changed. We got to live with the world we are in. So just imagine a world where you could have Marjorie Taylor Greene. And look, she outs herself too because she calls out Biden cat calls and she'll get a lot of tweets and a lot of social clout. But the American people then can, can see the content of the argument and evaluate it. Sure, she's screaming about China or fentanyl, but you know, that will out her argument. Is there any substance behind it or not? That's what the give and take reveals. Who has a stronger argument? If you just allow everyone to put out their statements, it's really impossible to tell. But if you let, let these politicians mix it up, I mean, the only thing that people really care about in the, during a political campaign is the presidential debate. Maybe a little bit of the conventions, although that is a dying breed too. We've talked, you know, there's been a lot of big think pieces about that. Getting rid of the party conventions. Are they even relevant? It's about the pageantry and about tradition, much like the State of the Union. Big moments, but I, I think becoming more and more fleeting. Now, the presidential debate is one of the last things that matters because you, they, they have an opportunity to mix it up. Not always do they, do they, but they have the opportunity to, and they should. So why not let the president mix it up with legislators on policy once a month or once a quarter? in the well of the House chamber, in the well of the Senate, because everyone thinks it's too risky, and all those staffers would rather just write statements and push them out. My email inbox is 558. Most of that is stuff I can delete very quickly. That would be another thing for a staffer. Craft a creative... How do you craft a creative response that I would pick up and, and put in a story. Most reporters are not going to put this stuff in a story. Unless you're writing for a local paper and you just want, uh, you know, the statement of whoever your local rep is, most of these statements just get put in the trash. But every staffer feels like they have to put them out. I'm sure there's some Senate office and House office that says, fuck it, we're not putting out a statement after the State of the Union. Like, nobody cares. They should, Marjorie Taylor Greene should just put one out yelling. Like, all her, what she, she, she during the speech, she yelled... So we have a transcript of it, so it's accurate. But truly, I mean, it's, it's a waste to put out even statements or react to the State of the Union. What Americans want, what they crave, is spontaneity. A surprise. To see how their preferred politician or the politician they loathe can act on their feet without prep, without a pre-written speech. That's why this balloon story was such a big deal. It really was. It was a big story, and I think it merited all the coverage because it was something that was odd in the sky, a surprise, and how was the administration going to handle this? They decided to shoot the balloon down later. They waited because they didn't want it 
I mean, apparently it was like seven miles in diameter and you know, this a huge, it was a very huge aircraft and risked injuring people on the ground if we shot it out of the, of the sky. The Pentagon, the Pentagon, they were not, they're not like a bunch of pussies, right? Like they were the ones that said, no, wait, they usually want to shoot things down. Like that's why they're at the Pentagon. And they were the ones that said, so that's like an odd thing for Republicans to go at. Like they're against the Pentagon now. The Pentagon said, wait. But this, the, the Chinese spy balloon is a fascinating story. What was it doing here? Was it a mistake? Was it on a purpose? How did the administration react? Should they have reacted quicker? Is there anything else we could have done? Did the Chinese get anything out of it? What are we going to get out of it by retrieving this balloon that we shot down? It's a great story because it was spontaneous and it tested our leaders. We need that, a little bit of that injected into our State of the Union, our yearly wrap-up of politics. We don't have much of that anymore, and I think Americans would get more out of it if we did. All right, that's probably enough of me ranting on the State of the Union. You get the drift. New podcast coming up later this week. Thursday, Friday? I don't know. I'm trying to... T- I usually go Thursday with the podcast. But I might... Tr- sometimes I like, I'm not trying different days to see if, it, if it'll get more opens and clicks and listens. Thank you to all the paid subscribers. I see you. I appreciate you. If there's any way you can share the podcast or any of the Substack posts, that is always appreciated. I'm not going to spend a ton of time begging as a lot of other places do. Just I'll do a little... I'll, I'll, I'll beg a little bit. If you can throw us five stars or any nice rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that is always appreciated. This is The Rant on Too Close to Call, and I'm David Katniss.